You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We are at episode 156. And today we are continuing our theme of how to help you to become a better speaker. So today we're talking about how to become a better public speaker and communicator. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Amazing to have you here. And I hope that you are having a fabulous week, no matter what you have been doing. Now, I thought I would start this week's episode with a couple of thank yous for people who have left reviews for the podcast. And I love that they are from all over the world. So just a couple for you. I loved episode 109. I did love that people name the episode that they love. I just listened to episode 109 and I enjoyed every minute of it. An excellent marketing strategy is a vital part of any successful business. It focuses on what you want to achieve for your business. I am looking forward to listening more. Thanks to Jose from Panama for that review. And that was Trish from Chromaticals uh, episode 109. Uh, Also from Lucy Kuros. She is in Australia. I really like your podcast. You are full of energy, but oh my God, your latest or last podcast 147 was a total revelation for me. My mind was blown. I shared with all my community because it does explain so many things. Thank you. Uh, and keep bringing the goodies. I'm a big fan here. Looking forward to more. And that was Simone, Simone Purvis's episode on organic traffic with Pinterest. And the last one is grateful for this podcast. This is the most refreshing podcast that I have heard in a while and that was from Parashakti who is in Ireland so there you go we've got Panama Australia Ireland I've got other reviews as well from all over the world and I just want to say thanks that is so amazing I absolutely love seeing your reviews make sure that you head over to the app that you use and leave a review I would love you to do that so that more people can find the podcast as well and make sure if you haven't, I'm guessing that you have, but if you haven't subscribed, then make sure you subscribe as well. Cause once again, that helps other people to find the podcast, which is always, you know, it's always a good thing, but listen, today we're going to be talking about how to become a better public speaker and communicator. All this month, we're talking about speaking, earning money from speaking, becoming more confident as a speaker, understanding how you can really utilize different types of speaking in your business. It's all about speaking. So hopefully that is something that you're wanting to get better at. I have to be honest, I think just about every client that I work with, we touch on speaking, how they can get clearer with their message, how they can show up more, how they can be more confident in different platforms, how they're using speaking to grow their business and their brand. So I feel like this is a pretty universal topic. Do you want to become a better speaker? Do you want to become a clearer communicator? Well, if that's the case, then I'm sure that the episodes that we're recording right now and sharing with you are going to be of help. And make sure that if you haven't already downloaded my freebie, which is the Building a Bold Speaker Brand Workbook, that you do that. If you head over to suzechadwick.com forward slash speaker workbook, 
you can grab that today. And let me know if you've got any questions. Like if you download it and you've got questions, you can either send me an email or DM me on Instagram at Suze Chadwick. Or if you just want to say hi, you can do that over on Instagram as well. But I love this topic. You know, I love this topic and I've got so many incredible speaking gigs coming up. This year, I'm going to Canberra to speak for Pop Your Career. I am going to Orange in New South Wales for the incredible ladies at Jumbled for The Huddle. I'll be sharing all of that information. I am emceeing for the Melbourne Innovation Centre. I am running workshops and speaking for a number of councils around Victoria as well for their women in business groups. It's just joy. Like I would do this all day, every day if I could. So that's what we're going to be speaking about. And as I said, if you've got any questions, just let me know. But otherwise, let's dive into this week's episode. So last week we talked about seven proven ways that you can start to earn more as a speaker and this week I want to share how you can become a better speaker and communicator. If you follow me on Instagram at Suze Chadwick then you may have also seen a couple of reels that I did with some tips on how you can be a better speaker too because we are talking all things speaking and communicating this month on the podcast as well. So let's dive in. I don't know how long this is going to go for because i got a lot for you, but we're going to dive in and we're going to see how we go. The first thing when it comes to being a better speaker and communicator is really knowing your audience. So when you present, one of the key things that I always do when I'm presenting for somebody else is I ask a lot of questions. So because I present mainly to women in business, I will ask the host, if it's not my own event, who the audience is, what stage of business they're at, what do they think some of the main issues that their particular group are facing at the moment so that I can really hone in on what it is I speak about because there's so many things I could talk about when it comes to business branding, speaking, building a personal brand. It's really important to know your audience so that when you're presenting, the information is relevant highly relevant to them as well. And so knowing your audience can really help you to customize the information that you have. Something I do like to do, which is just a little trick that I have sometimes, is I'll actually get a list of everybody that is attending and I'll go and check out their websites. Not all of them, depending on the size of the event, but I might pull out a couple where I think that they're doing really well when it comes to what it is that I talk about. And the reason that I do that is because number one, I would never say anything that somebody's doing poorly. So I want to highlight some people in the group who are doing really well, which gives everybody a feel good feeling. Secondly, it shows a practical example of what I'm talking about with people in the room. And thirdly, it kind of just brings the community together as well, where I'm like, check out your own community or the people who are in this room who are doing an amazing job. And everybody looks at them and is like, you're awesome. And so once again, it kind of gives a really great brand experience as a speaker, because I'm highlighting people who are in the room and not just like big companies that everybody always talks about. And so if I can do that, then I will do that as well. So really, knowing your audience, asking lots of questions, making sure that your content is on point and it's at the level that it needs to be as well. 
So I spoke at a really big conference a while ago and I did say to the organizer, what level are your audience at? And she said, they've been in business for a long time. So these are their key issues. They've probably been in business three, five plus years. And so I'm not going to be coming in there and talking about you know, things that are new, things that would I'd talk to newbies about. So it's really important to make sure that you get it at that level as well. So number one is really know your audience when you want to become a better speaker and communicator. The second thing is really think about what action do you want them to take? And I think this depends on where you're speaking and who you're speaking to and also I guess the format of your presentation. So for example, if you're a keynote speaker, then you might just be there to share your story, inspire them, challenge them. Otherwise, if you're doing a training, then obviously it's going to be very practical with key steps. If you're on a podcast, it might be a mix. You might share a bit of your story as well as share what's happening in the market right now. And you might be sharing tips and tricks that the audience might need to know about. But think about what is the action that you want them to take. I think that when I have listened to great speakers, there's a few things and we'll get into some of them a little bit later as well. But story is a really important one. But practicality, lessons and actions as a listener are some things that I really love to get out of other people speaking as well. So what did I learn from this? What is the practical step I could take now that I've heard them speak? If they've challenged me, what is it in my own life or business that I want to now take action on? And sometimes as a speaker, if you can articulate that for your audience, then it can really help them to adopt what it is that you're saying, as well as be really practical with it. So you could potentially use that by saying, If you really want to build your brand, then one of the key things you have to make a decision to do is step up and start to be visible. It's not about being an extrovert. It's not about being bright and colorful. It's actually about you deciding to share your thoughts, your beliefs, get involved in the conversation, show up regularly and share what it is that you're here to share. And so that is one of the things that I believe you need to do if you want to build a bold brand. And so I've now challenged them. I've given them practical and actionable steps that they can take if that's the outcome that they want. So really think about what those actions are that you want your audience to take. The other thing I want to say here from a selling perspective, because obviously we talked about how you can earn more and get paid as a speaker last week, but also thinking about seeding. And what I mean by that is, when you're sharing what it is that you're speaking about, if you do want to let people know how they can work with you, what you do, what you've done before, then you can also put in case studies so that people can really see it practically in action. Now you've got to decide whether it's appropriate for where you're speaking and what you're doing, but it is something that I use quite a bit as well. So it demonstrates my expertise, but it also shows how I might've taken someone from point A to point B. And once again, some action steps in there as well. The third thing (laughs) that I like to say is in order to become a better public speaker and communicator, just know it's not about you. 
This is not about you. People get really nervous and they have a lot of fear around public speaking. And most of the time it's because they're focused on themselves. And so I want you to really think about when I get up and I speak. And right now, as I'm recording this podcast for you, I'm thinking about maybe one of my community who is sitting sitting and listening to this and thinking, okay, next time I get on a podcast, next time I speak, I want to make sure that I'm being actionable, that I'm being connected to my audience, that I know who I'm speaking to. And not just generally, but I've asked some great questions. And so my point for recording this podcast is so that you can learn some of the things that have helped me to be a really effective and successful speaker. So I'm focused on you. I'm focused on what you need and some of the things that I see people struggle with when they're trying to become a more confident speaker. And I also watch people who speak where I think you're so great and you've got some great content, but if you were able to deliver it in a better way, I think you'd get more traction you'd be a more successful speaker, your message would land better so that people could hear it and then apply it. And so that's what I'm focused on. When I speak and I teach in the Bold Speakers Collective, I am sharing all of my knowledge on how I've built my speaker brand, how I've built a revenue stream as a speaker and all of the ways in which I earn money as a speaker as well. So I'm just thinking about how can I give my students everything that I know when it comes to speaking as well. So always think about your audience. Don't focus on you. If you do get nervous, I just want you to kind of flip that and think, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to share some great information with this group because I know who they are and what their needs are right now. And this is going to be so fun. And so I'm here for them. I'm here to serve them. I'm here to teach them. I'm here to do things in a way that's going to make this a really great experience for them. So remember, it's not about you. It's all about them. And one of the key things when it comes to it's all about them is also that brand experience. How do you want them to feel after they've listened to you? How do you want them to feel as they're listening to you? Do you want them to have fun? Do you want it to be engaging? Do you want it to be challenging? Do you want it to be inspirational? Like, how do you want them to feel? What is it that you want them to do when you are sharing and communicating with them? And I was sharing with one of my Amplify Mastermind students this morning, actually, where I said to her, I love webinars. I love webinars because I have built it out in a way that makes it really engaging, where it's a two-way conversation for the whole time that I'm in that webinar. And so by doing that, I know that I'm giving the people that are attending a great experience. And I know that I have a really high, like high 90% percentage of people stay on the webinar until the very end. And so I know that it does well. I know that it's engaging. And so I'm always thinking about how can I make this more fun? How can I make it more engaging? How can I make it better? Was there a section in there that just didn't quite work? Do I need to tweak something? And so I'm always thinking about my audience. Because at the end of the day, I want them to be like, that was amazing. That was so inspiring. That was fun. That was energized. And so always thinking about what you want people to say at the end of working with you, hearing you speak, engaging with you in any way, how do you want them to feel? 
So really think about that. What's the brand experience that you want those who are listening to you to have as well? The next one is tell great stories. If you followed me at all for any period of time, you'll know that I am in love with Brené Brown and Elizabeth Gilbert. They tell incredible stories. They tell memorable stories, stories that you want to listen to again, stories that you don't forget, stories that come to mind out of the blue sometimes when you need that little bit of inspiration as well. And so telling great stories as a speaker can really help your listeners and your audience to retain more information. So apparently, gotta love a statistic, but apparently people remember what you say 25% more when it's a story. And that's because over the span of history, that's how we've learned where we've come from. That's how we've learned what's happened in the past is through stories. And so really thinking about how you tell great stories as well as how you use story to bring your points to life, I think is really important. And so a little trick that I teach and something that you can absolutely do is that on my phone and I've got in my Google notes, I have a note around stories. Now I've done this work before because obviously as a speaker and a speaker coach, this is something I work with clients on. But really saying, what's your thought leadership? What are the key things that you want to talk about, that you want to be known for? And we take a look at a couple of those. Now, hopefully there aren't a huge number of things. There might be sort of like three or four key things that you want to talk about on a regular basis. Once you know what they are, and let's just take one, for example. So one of my key things that I talk about is speaking. Hello, that's why we're here today. And so I've got lots of different stories about speaking. I've got the story of the first time I spoke, which is when I was on the debate team back in school in year 10. I speak about my debate teacher and how she was incredible. And to this day, you know, so many years later is still such a impact in my life from what she taught me. You know, when I forgot what I was saying and I was speaking at an HR conference in front of like a thousand people and how I and how I managed that. <laughs> so there's so many stories when I used to debate at state level and I had to deal with some really interesting situations. You know, the experiences that I've had as a speaker when I've spoken at women in business and business conferences in general. So there's lots of different stories and there's also just general stories about you know, my life and my travels and my family and all of those sorts of things that depending on what the point is that you're trying to make, you should be able to come up with some sort of story. And it's not about overloading your presentation or what you're talking about with story. It's about using those stories in a way that enhances the experience of the listener that really drives a point home or that inspires them. So you might have, you know, two stories, three stories when you're speaking. You're not gonna have a hundred stories. So really think about what is the point I wanna get across and what is the story that could really help me to do that. And I think that it's only by sitting down and crafting those stories and really taking the time to be able to understand why we're telling that story. And also, can I just give you another little tip here? It's how you tell it. 
So really perfecting the art of storytelling over time, I think is such a great skill of a good speaker. And I remember when I was speaking at a business conference, I finished off and I'll actually, you know something, I will clip it and I'll put it in the show notes. But I finished off my story talking about when I went to Machu Picchu and how, and how, you know, climbing Machu Picchu, which was a four day hike, which I had no idea what we were about to get into, is much like building a business, is that it can feel really hard. And there are times when you're you know, down in the valleys and there are times when you're on the mountaintop and you have those moments where you look out over everything that you've created and you think, this is amazing. Like, I can't believe I'm here. But you don't get to those mountaintops without first walking down into those dark valleys where it's just hard and you've you've got that big climb ahead of you. And business can really be like that. So, I end up sharing that story and then I talk about the fact when we got to the lost city, I saw something. I saw something and I just thought if I had known about that thing before I started, I probably would have taken the easy option out, which was to take a train. Now, number one, having that story right at the end of my speech or my presentation worked really well because I was able to use an analogy and directly relate it to what I had been speaking to the audience about. The second thing is that it was a bit of a joke at the end. It was the truth, but it was a joke. And so it was a great way to leave the audience laughing and on a high and then I walked off the stage. So I will cut that video and I will put it in the show notes so that you can see it as well uh, because that worked really well. So really thinking about timing, and we'll talk about this in a second, but timing and story uh, I think is really important as well. Number five, I think we're up to number five. The next thing or the next tip that I want to share is being relatable but with authority. And this is a really interesting one. You've got to decide how you want to come across. But at the end of the day, I'm going to invite somebody to speak who I think is an authority in their field, who knows more than most people about what it is that they talk about. And maybe they've got a really unique point of view as well. And so how you can be relatable with authority is by combining empathy and authority and expertise as well. What does that mean? It means that I say, I understand you. I've been there before. I've experienced the issue that you're facing now and I've come through it. And I can guide you. I can give you the systems, the process that will help you to get to where you're wanting to go as well. And so really thinking about how do I show my authority with my unique thought leadership with my unique perspective, with my story and experience, but really constantly be in an empathetic way with my audience so that they know I've been there before. You know, I shared a post on Instagram recently where I was like flashback to 2015 where I was side hustling I was in a leadership role, working four days a week. I had a three and a five-year-old and these were all the things that I was doing wrong. 
you know, and so really sharing that and saying, I've been there, I know what it's like, you know, it's hard, but you have to keep going. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to know that the journey is long, but that you are fully capable of doing this if you want it. And so standing as the authority when it comes to branding, business, speaking, I'm claiming my space. I'm saying that, yes, that's where I want to be. That's how I want to be seen. But also showing that empathy of I have been where you are before. I get it. It's hard. And I know what it's like. I think really means that you're so much more relatable to your audience, which means you'll build your business quicker. You'll grow your audience and community faster because they're like, she gets me. She totally understands what's going on. And so I think it's really important as well for you to think about how you are relatable, but from a place of authority as well. And when I say authority, I'm talking about brand authority, you know, not power, but more expertise. I can help you to do whatever it is that you're wanting to do when it comes to what I teach as well. And the last thing that I want to share with you, which is actually really important, and I'm about to update this in the Bold Speakers Collective as well, is really how you present. And so there are a couple of key things that you can really think about when it comes to how you're presenting. They're all the P's. I love, you know, I love an alliteration. (laughs) And so it's pace, pitch, power, pause, and polish. How good's that? Yeah. So let's talk through these. So pace, let's talk about pace. Pace is a really big one. How fast or slow you speak matters. It also depends on what you're speaking about. So for example, if I was just to speak like this and the whole podcast, I would just talk really, really fast and there would be no pauses and I would not stop at any point in time. I would just run one sentence into the other how enjoyable would that be for you as a listener? I'm guessing not very enjoyable. I know that some people do listen to podcasts on double speed so that they can get through it. But I think it's really important for us to pace ourselves and for a number of reasons. Number one is that I think that you can speed up and slow down at different times in your presentation or when you're speaking because it it allows for variety it means that people are kind of with you when you're going a little bit faster they're thinking when you're going a little bit slower it feels like there's a flow and there's just a way that you're actually sharing what you're sharing and telling your stories as well so you've got to really think about your pace and I think pace is something that you can learn as well the more that you speak so for example when I come out on stage I am coming out like a ball of energy. I'm like, hey, everybody, amazing to be here. I'm super excited to be talking about X, Y, Z today. And then I might engage the audience. You know, if you're somebody who wants to build your personal brand this year and you want to stand out in your market, give me a show of hands or let me know. Does that sound good to you? Give me a yes, give me a no. And so I've got a lot of energy and my pace is definitely up when I'm speaking at the beginning But for example, when I go into a time of inspiration or challenge, then I might slow down. The other thing that goes with pace is pitch. So once again, when I'm coming out, you know, like a bull in a china shop, then my voice will be up. I'll be louder. 
I'll be faster. I'll have more power behind my voice. When I'm sharing a story, depending on what that story is, I might just slow down a bit and I might take a moment and I want to bring you into the story with me. I want to create a visual for you. You know, the first time that I spoke when I was on the debate team, it was a rainy Thursday night in Melbourne in a classroom in Ormond. I was in my school uniform and there was a classroom full of parents and students and there was also an adjudicator and a chairperson and then my fellow debaters and I. And I was so nervous. And I just thought, what if I'm not good at this? What if I can't respond to the opposition? So when you tell a story, I feel like I need to call scene. (laughs) I need to call scene on that. But, you know, bringing somebody into the story and slowing down and dropping your voice can really draw them in. When you do it really well, you will be able to hear a pin drop in a room. But when you're teaching, you might get more upbeat. You'll be like, right, so the three things that we really want you to do, grab a notepad, grab a pen, let's make this happen. Because you want them to get into action, your pace may need to now rise as well. So really think about how you're doing that and make sure that you're matching. You're matching the experience, the energy, what it is you want them to do. So when you go slower and lower, you're drawing them in. When you go faster and higher, you're now pushing them into action. So you've really got to think about how you're doing that. So we've talked about pace, which is speed, pitch, which is volume level, power, which is how you're using your voice and projecting. And that's the other thing you really have to learn to do is that when you're in a bigger room, obviously a lot of times we're mic'd up, but also just being really clear and having that power behind your voice is important as well. And can I just say for those who are like, I'm not an extrovert. If Elizabeth Gilbert and Brené Brown, who are both introverts can do it, so can you. So I'm just going to put that little caveat in there. The next thing is around polish too. So when I talk about polish, it's really about how you learn to speak in a way where people love to listen to you. They enjoy the experience. There's a polish about the way that you do it. Maybe you've perfected the pace and the pitch and the power and the pause. Gotta love the P's. But the other thing that comes up when it comes to polish, and once again, I did a Instagram reel on this recently, and I got so many amazing messages and DMs about it is how do you get rid of the ums and the ahs? And there's a couple of things that you can do because I know that a lot of people really struggle with this. So the first thing you can do is just become aware of it. And so I shared a couple of things this morning that you can do in order to reduce the ums and the ahs as well. And so what I want you to do is be okay with the pause, be okay, get comfortable in silence because it's okay for us to take a breath. It's okay for us to stop and think about what we want to say next. So make sure you get comfortable with the pause. 
The other thing that I really want you to do is also make sure that you are taking the time just to think and stay calm. Because what happens is that when we get really nervous and we don't take the time to pause and think is that our blood pressure starts to rise and it can really affect our ability to think as well. So if you stay calm and you think about what it is you want to say and then you say it as well. So really think about how you can do that more. And so when it comes to those arms and R's, just becoming more aware of them and something you can do, which will probably annoy you no end, is record yourself. So something that I've picked up on, I don't say a lot of ums and ahs, but I do say, especially when I'm in flow, is right or do you know what I mean? Which is super annoying for me when I listen back to it. (laughs) So sometimes I do edit it out of the podcast. I don't have to edit it out too much, but I do edit it out every now and again because if I'm really passionate and in flow, then I will say that right? (laughs) So I think becoming aware of it is really important. And also just stopping at the end of sentences. So even during this podcast, I've been conscious of it where I'm saying something and then I'll stop at the end of the sentence. What happens is when you are saying ums and ahs, you're filling the space, you're filling the silence and you haven't allowed your next thought to fully form. And can I say, it'll actually take you longer for your next thought to form if you're making a noise like um and ah. So it's actually not a benefit to you. So when we speak and we're like, um, so, uh, so when I was going down to the street and I was going to the shop, um, yeah, so the dog, like he came off the lead and um, it was like I just didn't know what to do. I had to go running after him. So that was um, was really annoying. And then um, I had to like it is the most not annoying, but it's not the most engaging thing to listen to when somebody can't control their ums and ahs. And can I just say, I know that it's a learned, it's a learned thing that you can do. So I think take the time. If you want to become a better speaker and communicator, then make it a priority to try and reduce or minimize or completely eliminate your ums and ahs. It's not going to fully go. I still say um and ah every now and again, but the more that I'm conscious of it, especially when I'm presenting, especially when I'm presenting, I try and make sure that I don't um and ah because it's not an actual word. (laughs) It's just a sound that you're making to fill the space. So that is definitely something to really think about as well. So when it comes to presenting, let's just go through that again, your pace, your pitch, your power, your pause and your polish. So hopefully those have helped you today. You can head over to the show notes, which is always suzechadwick.com forward slash and then pod POD and then the number of the episode. So this episode is number 156. Uh, Make sure that you go and download my free speaker workbook if you haven't already, which is suzechadwick.com forward slash speaker workbook, or you can head to the show notes, which is forward slash pod 156. And you'll see the video as well, because I am trying to video my solo episodes so that I can repurpose that content 
even more and not just video record my interviews. So let me know if you watched the video, if you enjoyed the video, if you think I should continue to do it or whether you're like Suze, we're all good with audio. It's fine. You don't have to do the video. So let me know what you think. If you've got any questions, then also let me know. I'm so passionate about this topic and I want more women and men as well to feel confident, to feel confident with what they're saying, how they're saying it, the impact that they're having so that you can become a bold and powerful voice in your industry and change the world, do whatever it is that you're here to do, or even just speak one-on-one with your clients in a way that you feel confident as well. But that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.